and welcome to the Marble Forest Podcast. I am Jesse, And I'm Amber. We are a Michigan-based paranormal and mystery podcast. Yeah, we like to discuss ghost stories, legends, cults, and anything we might find spooky. So Jesse and I have known each other since high school. We met through a friend, but we also had a creative writing class together. Yes. I don't remember anything about that class. I just know I suck at writing and you'll probably realize that. And we are not very professional. We are very silly and goofy and don't research enough. <laughs> but um, the reason I wanted to start this podcast was like I enjoy like I've always had some paranormal experiences, even though I didn't realize it at the time right. that it was a paranormal experience. I just thought it was some really fucked up thing that happened. And then like went back in high school, me and my group of friends, which wasn't you, wanted to be not ghost me. hunters and find Bigfoot. I honestly always wanted to be a cryptozoologist. I love cryptids, Bigfoot, Nessie, all of that. I was always into it. I actually am terrified of everything. I would not watch haunted haunted movies. I wouldn't watch movies, scary movies or anything. But I always found everything dealing with the paranormal so super fascinating that I just can't stay away from it. So what the fuck does the Marble Forest mean, Jesse? Well, here, let me tell you. <laughs> Back in the day. The day. The day. Because I don't know how to explain it in any other way. Um, oh, that sort of rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> um, they used to use uh, gravestones. They used to make gravestones out of marble and limestone, um, which they've slowly moved away from because they deteriorate over time but um some cemeteries used to be considered as marble forests so we are the marble forest because we are going to deal with a lot of creepy things death and cemeteries are creepy yep so is death now getting into this because i don't know if this is something i've ever told you oh okay and i just it segued into it real nice we're gonna segue right into it so when i was in third grade My class took a field trip to a cemetery. That is an awful field trip. It was terrifying, especially... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Rewind. Why were you going to a cemetery? Why are you taking third graders to a cemetery? It was like a historical cemetery. So I don't really know why we went. But what seemed 100% disrespectful to me, especially now as an adult, we took large pieces of paper and crayons and had to find a gravestone that we liked, put the paper on it and do a crayon rubbing. That is very disrespectful. Like we, when we start coming up with this podcast, we're like, Oh, should we take, go take pictures in a grave site, like a cemetery? And we're like, no, that's like totally disrespectful to the people who are buried there. Right. Like, so why do you take a bunch of third graders on a field trip to a cemetery? I don't know. Are you pretty sure that was the last year? I'm not. Was this when you went to, like, church school? No, I was actually in public school first. Okay. And then I think Are you like I was I only there that- for, like, another year in that Do you like school. how I refer to that as church school? Yeah, I mean, it basically was. It was terrible. <laughs> but, you know, not because of, you know, church or whatever. I just had a really bad experience at that school. So... I don't know how to segue out of school to be anything else, so I'm just going to change the topic. Okay. <laughs> um, so you said Brendan is, I'll wait, and I want to know what you meant. Uh, Brendan's family did this, like, really nice thing, and they're like, like, what if I make, like, a lamb and, like, invite you and your family over? And I'm like, that's, that's like, completely up to you. Right. You know? But, like, that's, like, really sweet. It like, is really sweet. I think it's so crazy how close you and Brendan grew up to each other. That's just another. Yeah, that is a story for another day. Yes. Um, no, I think I'm going to go visit my grandpa. He lives in the middle of the woods. It's always not creepy. But it's kind of be different this year because my cousin is getting married um, Wednesday. Yeah, she's getting married on a Wednesday, but she's getting married in Vegas. So, oh, okay. Um, so it doesn't really matter. People get married every day of the week in Vegas. Right. So she's getting married on Wednesday and we usually, me and my cousin usually take a midnight trip up oh, to yes. there. And up we to like, uh, da, 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 what is that casino called? We go to Soaring Eagle yes, at that like one. midnight. 
Well, we leave at like midnight. We get to Soaring Eagle and then we spend like a couple hours at the casino just kind of hanging out. We, you know, play some slot machines and stuff for a little while and then we drive up the rest of the way. So it's going to be a little different this year since she's getting married. She actually leaves for out of town like either Saturday or Sunday. So we probably won't do that as much. But my grandpa really likes to go to the casino also. And there's a casino about an hour away from his place. So we will probably go with him to the casino and hang out. Which will be kind of fun. Yeah. I, I really do like Soaring Eagle Casino. Like it would. The first time I went to Soaring Eagle Casino, I was like seven. And my parents dragged me to a concert. But uh, then we went like last year and we went to the live Price is Right, which brings... Was that great? Uh, well, if you describe great as just sitting there watching a really awful version of the Price is Right, <laughs> then yes, it was a great experience. Yeah, we, we never do anything fun like that. We just typically go and my cousin really likes to play... Um, what is the game? Is that Blackjack? The game with the 21? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. So my cousin really likes to play Blackjack, so I'll usually sit with her at the table for a while while she plays Blackjack, and then I'll play like... Oh, she plays at an actual table? Yeah. I can't afford actual tables at actual casinos. No, she's... You know, I go to the Vegas tent at the St. Mary's Fair, (laughs) and I can do my $1 bets at the blackjack table there, but there's no way I'm putting $5 at a real casino. No, she for, will do it. Hand. She'll do it. And she, she's won quite a bit from the tables. So she's pretty good at blackjack. And like, they've tried to teach me one day we were at a table that was so dead. The dealer was like, if you play, like, I'll just walk you through it and teach you how to play. And I was like, okay. So well, because you're there at like three in the morning, right? We played a little bit, but uh, I mean, she's way better at it than I am, but it's just counting. Yeah. I'm still like, so what do I have? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, excuse you, I need you to tell me what these numbers are together really quickly for me. What's a queen plus a seven? <laughs> it means you should hold. <laughs> <laughs> and hope that the dealer busts. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, do you have anything else? Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really have anything else to say. Let's just jump into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's jump. Yeah. Let's, let's hop, jump. skip, and a jump into it. Heads or tails, Siri? Siri, flip a coin. It's heads. It's you. What? I feel like this is gypped against me. Siri always picks heads. I think I've started once. <laughs> yeah, I believe you started once, too. We should really get a real coin. We should get a real coin. Can we make a coin? Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want right. our own podcast coin. Okay. A commemorative podcast you coin. You know, I'm going to get, like, a wooden, uh, just a wooden coin-looking thing, and I'm going to engrave things on perfect it. yep love it. it it's gonna say amber and jesse and it's gonna be cute love it yep i'll have jenna help me hopefully maybe <laughs> have someone help so i don't have super great stories planned today <laughs> i was doing one story that i saw on ghost adventures which i'm starting to actually hate their show now like it was like a love to hate relationship but i'm actually starting to hate their show because i think they just go to places and make things bigger than they are. Yeah. Because, like, I watched one episode and I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to research that more and do it. Well, here's my research and there's nothing really haunted listed online besides the Travel Channel Ghost Adventures site. Okay. Yep. And the people they interviewed on that show couldn't find anything. Typed, like, hauntings, haunted, ghost, ghost stories, like, all these random things in the Google for this specific place. And I could not find a thing. Yeah. I found actually something similar to that where I'd look up something and it would be like, this place is so haunted. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Let me see what I can find about it. And then I'd find like nothing else. Yeah. And it would get really frustrating. No, yeah. The the research for this podcast gets really frustrating really fast. It does. Like you didn't think like, oh, yeah, if you're going to say something's haunted, like where's the thing that's haunted tell me the thing that's haunted i want to know right because like i find that interesting i'm like why is this girl haunting this place right i'm like how did she die what does she do tell me these things and i can't find it i can find history and it's shitty history to begin with but (laughs) (laughs) so you told me that you might have, like, two brief things then. Yes. Okay. So I have two brief stories. They both occur in Oregon. Okay. Or Oregon. Oregon or Oregon. Whoever Oregon. wants to pronounce it, I guess. Oregon 
Oregon Trail. Oregon yep. Trail. Oregon Trail. It's not the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> that would be traumatizing. <laughs> um, yeah, so these places both occur within, like, actually a couple miles of one another. So the first one, um, I'm going to tell you what I saw on the Travel Channel show, which I don't believe I didn't find anything online okay. to support this. But I think the town history is a little cool, so I'm going to read it. So Golden Oregon, or when it was first created, Goldenville, Oregon. They just dropped the Ville. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, and it was off of Coyote, Coyote Creek where they first struck gold in the 1840s. So we're in a mining town pretty okay. much. Um, and they began to develop it, but the gold was really fine and it was hard to mine. So people weren't making much money off of it. Um, so they settled. They ended up leaving Coyote Creek and settling in the nearby Salmon River. I know we got really creative names, right? Yeah. Um, in 1850, um, Coyote, the area of Coyote Creek, a contractor took over and brought over 500 Chinese men to mine the area. Um, that's very specific. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's like a rounded number to 500. Well, well, yeah. But did he just hire people? Yeah. He brought people over. I don't, I don't know where these men came from. I mean, I'm sure they were probably people who needed jobs or something. Yeah, well, they... Okay, so I read one article where it was like, oh, yeah, this is a lot of money for its time. And then I also did... Uh, what's it called? Uh, a conversion? Yeah, a conversion of the time kind of deal. Money. So these men were paid 10 cents a day and they got rice. That was it. Like, they got a bowl of rice and 10 cents a day. Is that 10 cents today's money are you ready for today's money? Yes. According to the inflation calculator that I've been using in most every episode in this podcast, it comes to two thirty-five. Wow. For a day's tally. Wow. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, they made such great money," and I'm like, "No, no, they didn't." It I'm might. Like, well, you were feeding them. I guess that's a little bit more help, but. Yeah, I mean, it technically might. This have is been a day, not an hour. Like. Right. It might have been a little bit, like decent at the time. But it still does not seem, like, fair. Yeah. No, it doesn't seem fair. Like, I feel like there's a reason why a bunch of Chinese men were there by a contractor. So. Yeah. Why it wasn't just anyone. Yeah. Probably people who desperately needed work or were trying to immigrate or something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I am reading this. I would like to say this ahead of time. Uh, before. I am reading this as it was written in the article that I was reading, actually multiple articles that I was reading. Okay. Um, by 1872, they were driven out by the area by the white men. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they got driven away. They started, um, the guy, the people who took over, they started using hydraulics to recover the gold, um, which I did search just for funsies is, uh, they were using high pressure water with like it's high pressure water jets to dislodge rocks and move sediment. Um, they were and then it directed it into sluice, 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 boxes. Is it sluice? Sluice. Okay, sluice boxes to separate the gold. Oh, it's the thingy that you shake. Yeah, but like think like big and more industrial, like a giant sifter. Yes. So William Rubble. That's a great name, right? Uh, it's Ruble or Rubble, but I'm going with Rubble because I think this works with mining. I think Rubble's better yeah. for the story purposes. For the story purposes. It's wrong, we acknowledge. I said he's a minister and miner with a neck beard. Because um, <laughs> I did see a picture of him. And loved how efficient the process of the hydraulic mining was. Okay. And began to buy up the area of land, like buy up the land in the area in 1879. Um, and so he's like, hey, I'm going to build a town, right? <laughs> he tried moving the gold as quickly as possible, even inventing the rubble rock elevator. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, increasing production. I did find the patent. Looked super boring. I didn't want to look into it any further. <laughs> <laughs> But it I mean, is patented. <laughs> like You did some 
I looking did, into it. Yeah, I did some research and I was just like, oh, look, a diagram of it. And I'm like, oh, it just looks like the sand would fall into a hole and then it lifted up and sift. Oh, okay. Was what it looked like. Didn't read into it. I'm just going by the drawings that I saw that's, of the invention. That's fine. We never claimed to be a well-researched podcast. No, I believe we maybe said if that cut is put into this episode... We are not well-researched. We are not a well-researched podcast, but we try our hardest. And if there's ever anything that you notice that you want to correct us on, you can email us and we'll give that to you at the end. (laughs) And I will uh, cry because I don't like criticism, but I accept it. Um, (laughs) But we will correct ourselves. Or at least try to. Or try to. Um, So, uh, William Rubble. (laughs) Barney Rubble? I don't know. <laughs> is it Rubble? I think it is Barney Rubble. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, his town was home to over 150 people. Um, and it was a very religious town. There was two churches and no taverns. Okay. So there was no drinking allowed in his town. As the town began to grow, they built a schoolhouse in 1885. Um, one of the churches, the Campbellite, Campbellites? I believe it's what it's pronounced as. The Campbellite Church was built in 1892. The post office in 1896. Um, a Bennett store or a general store was built in 1990. And then a stamp mill in 1950. This town sounds boring. It it looks super boring. I will give you that. I bet it's a very boring town because there's nothing actually ghostly that happens in it. Um but I will tell you the claims okay. made by the Travel Channel. Okay. Um, also, not having a tavern or bar. No, they had to uh, travel outside to the neighboring towns to drink. So the miners would travel, which I read um, was the closest tavern was a 25-minute drive. Oh, wow. For walking, that would be much... For walking or horseback yeah, is a, a lot longer journey just for a beer. Just for one beer. Or some whiskey. Do they have beer? <laughs> yeah, they have beer, or is it just whiskey? No, you can have... You, beer is a thing, probably. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, by 1920, the post office shut its doors, pretty much ending the town. Oh, so... So it was a very short-lived town. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, so, like, I kept reading. It never really said that, the, like, that was pretty much the end of the town. Like, it was just, like, the post office closed in 1920. And I'm like, so, like, what what about the rest of the town? Like, right. and, like most of the stories would just stop there. Well, who knows? Yeah. But it seems it seems logical that... The post office would close because there's no post going to the town. Because no one lives there anymore. Yeah. So it seems logical that that would be the end of the town. Yeah. So this is the church. Okay. Um, It's very basic looking It's a very basic 1800s looking church. Yes. Um, So the travel channel uh, and the only reports are not from the channel travel channel was that it appear it feels like you're not alone in the church. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Everything else just looks dilapidated and, like, clearly it's age. The um, Oregon Historic Society has taken over the area, bought the area, and has tr- begun renovating it so people can uh, come and visit it for years and years to come. Um, there are wooden gravestones uh, oh. next to the church. Not marble ones. No, not marble ones. Wooden ones. Wooden. Um, but nothing's buried underneath them. <laughs> That's weird. Does it say why? Yes. Are you ready? Why? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I feel really strange about them not having graves. Uh, they were props left from the filming of Gunsmoke, a TV show in the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right? So, like, people are like, oh, my God, look at these cool gravestones. And then other articles are just like, this, this is from a TV show. There's there's nothing here. It just adds to the creepy factor of right. the town. That's pretty much all it is. So. So do they, are there reports about this graveyard or no, from what no you saw? Okay. I was going to say, because if, if there were reports, that would be really fishy if the graveyard wasn't even real. No, there's no reports of the graveyard. There was barely anything that I could find besides, like I said, the ghost adventures. And so like, uh, 
so I'm going to go over some of like what I remember from them. Um, so like when they were, they brought on another paranormal investigation group and they were in the church and they were talking about how this one girl got possessed in the church and, uh, he like pretended to get or was, well, he didn't claim possession. Um, he definitely, his demeanor changed and he was definitely not the same person that he was. And then like part of him was just like, oh, I have to get out of this building. Ooh, super dramatic. Yeah. Let's get out of this area so I could be myself again. Um, and uh, so like, and when they were driving into the town, they, uh, one of the guys felt ill. Um, they saw uh, an apparition on a thermal camera um, of someone walking between two buildings. Um, and they went to investigate and they never found anything. So, but, like, it was a cold reading on the thermal, but, like, it was also pretty far away. So, sometimes on thermals, like, if it's far enough away, it doesn't quite read. Right. As well as it probably should. So, they investigated it, and it was just a lot of them yelling bro at each other the entire time. (laughs) And, And so, like, part of the article that I was reading was the travel, the Ghost Adventures people... So, at the very beginning, they were told of a, a cult that was in the surrounding area and using the area for rituals. Okay. Um, so, apparently, they blame the entire, the witches of Oregon for their apparitions and hauntings during that time. They believe that the people were hidden in the woods and, like... Yeah, and, like, fucking with them and, like, putting them in trances and spells. That seems a little ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it seems... It could potentially, maybe, but why would they want to? I don't know. To fuck with them? To be like, this is our land. Get your dumbass camera out of here. (laughs) I don't feel like that they would care that much. Um, another... Okay, yeah, I know. (laughs) Neither do I. Right. Besides, like, if they, like maybe threaten them in any way shape or form right i could see it to try to start something yeah um but like they were just like oh yeah we believe there's some occult activity in the area and that's about it um so and then another reason that they believe that there's like the eerie feelings and so on and so forth is called the organ uh vortex i'm going to explain this and then you're going to know exactly what i'm talking about it's an area where um, scientific measures aren't measured properly. Like things are off balance, even though they say they're straight. Okay. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So like, it's, it's pretty much like, it's a weird scientific or magnetic kind of field thing that happens that animals don't want to enter the area. And so they believe that it strains out, like they like, it sort of looks like a pentagram, like five points sprawl out of this vortex. Yeah. Right, and one of those points lands on Golden Oregon, so this little ghost town that no one lives in anymore. And so, like, this is why this vortex, a couple like ten or so miles away, <laughs> like, so silly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So they they were like, oh, some of the weird feelings is, oh, like when you go to the Gort Oregon vortex. You know, that weird feeling you get when you feel like you're standing up straight, but you're leaning to the side kind of deal. Like, that feeling just travels this straight line to the town. And so, that was was a little unbelievable, too. And, like, I tried to research it. I really did. And, like, all I did was come up with the the Ghost Adventures claims. So, so, like, I don't want to... So, the only thing you were able to find was what they were claiming. Claiming. Yeah. And, like, everything strained from their claims. Right. Like, even, like, looking up the that occult that they were talking about, or that vortex, or, like, the apparitions in the church right. that they were talking about, all, see- all had somewhere to mention the Ghost Adventure show. So, like, I, I, that's why I gave up on this one, and I decided to start a new one. It is interesting, though, to kind of give our listeners an idea of what we have to go sift through for... Yeah. Information. Because I found a lot of those type of stories, too, where it was like, I'm finding interesting claims, but I'm only finding the same interesting claims over and over again. 
So that's what I'm finding is that I have a hard time sometimes with certain stories. But yeah. you said you found kind of another one? or Yeah, I did find another one. Um, It's only in like a couple of... I, I don't remember how far away it is um, from Golden, Oregon. But it's the Wolf Creek Inn in Oregon. So like it came up a lot when I was looking up hauntings in like... I'm like, oh, in this town, hauntings. And then it's like, what about the Wolf Creek Inn? And I'm like, no, I'm, I need this town, like, right. not just an inn. So, like... So, I've, they kind of tied together a little bit. They, they're not tied together. They're, it I led think, you to this yeah, one. Yeah, it did. So, um, so the Wolf Creek Inn was built in 1833 by a Henry Smith. This was built on Applegate Trail, which was a stagecoach stop and... A place, there was also a tavern there that miners could drink. Um, it was a popular place for travelers at the time of a 16 day trip from San Francisco to Portland. So it was like a stop. So was that, that a common trip people made from? I, I believe so. It made everything made it sound like that's a common trip from Portland to San Francisco. Okay. Um, so like there was multiple stops along the way, and this was one of them. Okay. It is the oldest operated hotel in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, cool. Right? Um, and it became a refuge for uh, Hollywood actors seeking escape from their hard lives. Okay. Yeah. I, their vacation area. It's a vacation home for the actors. Yes. Like John Wayne. Was he there? Apparently. Oh. Signed the guest book. Ooh. I know. So, uh, save that guest book. <laughs> I know. So, and then he, it was also popular to like writers and poets and so on and so forth. One of them was an author, the name of Jack London. Um, he spent his entire summer finishing his novel, The Valley of the Moon there. Oh, cool. Um, so in 1925, there was an addition to it, adding on a South Wing. So making it bigger and making it more popular. You know what I feel like, um, Authors oftentimes stayed at hotels to work on their books. I, well, is the reason why we go to Starbucks to work on this podcast <laughs> notes. So I guess that, that is true. I do find that I'm more focused somewhere else besides my house. Yeah, exactly. Um, since it was on the Applegate Trail, a lot of people passed through. Um, cowboys uh, that used it, they would sometimes not be able to afford the night stay of 75 cents for the hotel. Wow. That's not, not bad. Did you look up the conversion? Did not. Oh, Jesse. I know. 75 cents in, uh, 1880s. <laughs> but yeah, so some cowboys cannot afford to stay at the hotel. Um, and so Henry Smith, who built the hotel would give them a place to stay in the attic. That's creepy. Yeah. Well, it was only a dime a night. Okay. But it was not fully floored. And so they had to be careful not to fall through on unsuspecting guests. Oh, $17.34. That is the conversion rate from the 75 cents they couldn't afford. Yeah. $17. I'm pretty sure the bed and breakfast that it currently is is not $17 a night. I could guarantee you that it is probably not. <laughs> yes, but it is um, now a bed and breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, they do ha offer haunted tours and you to stay in like the specific rooms that like John Wayne stayed in or that, uh, Jack London stayed in, Yeah, you know, so you can stay in those rooms and the names of the rooms are specific to like the people who stayed the most amount of time in them. Um, so that's all I got about history. Um, so ghosts, uh, Jack London reportedly died in 1916, if I remember correctly, did not write it down. Um, he is in his, uh, he didn't die in his room, but it is reported that they have seen an apparition and disembodied voices in that room. Was he at the hotel? He stayed most of the summer at the hotel, so it could be like a place that he enjoyed staying. Right. Okay, so maybe he died while he was there. I don't think he died while he was there. No, he didn't. Okay. Um, you are correct. It was 1916. Yes. Look at you. I know. Look at me go. Um, apparently, he also wrote White Fang and The Call of the Wild. Oh, well, that would have been good to know. I just I just got the book that he wrote there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so they hear an app. They see an apparition and hear disembodied voices um, in that room. And he pretty much I know that sometimes apparitions in places like 
there will be a ghost. They don't have to specifically die there. It has to be a place that they felt comfortable or they spent a lot of time they were attached to yeah so like he really did enjoy that place him and his wife stayed there for an entire summer while he finished a book you know so it doesn't have to be that they specifically died there at the time that was always something that i kind of was curious about because there are some things some stories i've seen that like certain ghosts will have died somewhere different but they like have sightings of them in other places yeah. And it does make sense, you know, if you're attached to the place, you're you're attached to it. You kind of want to be there. Yeah, especially. Well, this is my favorite story, by the way. Okay. So, during the gold rush, one of the most famous stagecoach drivers uh, was making runs and was called One-Eyed Charlie Parkhurst. Okay. <laughs> Did he have one eye? I... Don't know. I'm assuming no. I saw some sketches and it did not seem to have one eye. (laughs) I don't know why they'd call him that then. Don't know. But um, he had a really good reputation against himself. Okay. Uh, He drove his team hard. He spat his tobacco juice harder and he cursed like Sam Clemens. (laughs) 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 Which... Sam Clemens didn't know who that was. Is Mark Twain. <laughs> yeah. So You want to um, know how I did know what that was? Oh, uh, yeah. I watched Drunk History like two nights ago and it was an episode about <laughs> Mark Twain. <laughs> well, that's good. I actually love that show. I do too. I feel like we're like podcast drunk history <laughs> with ghosts. Ghost history. Yeah, but we're not anywhere close to as drunk as the people on that show. No. Because they like... Like, all of a sudden, they're just starting to vomit oh, buckets on the couch. And I'm like, dude, do you have to be that drunk? I don't think I would let myself, like... I wouldn't want to be that drunk on a TV show. No, neither would I. Well, they're not super famous people either. So let's yeah. figure out. The more famous people actually play the reenactments. But, you know, um, Georgia Hardstark is on Drunk History. Yeah, I know. I actually happened to watch an older episode with her on it, too. Oh, really? Yeah, she was on... An episode, I think, for Nashville. Yeah, I remember that uh, she uh, brought it up on the podcast, but I she's, haven't she's watched it. She's in a it. new episode, but she was also in an older one with, I think her name's Allie Stevens, or Allie, she, I think she had a podcast with her also. Yeah. But they did, um... I think it's called, Clark. like, Slumber Party or something. Something like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Um... So, back to One-Eyed Charlie. Ugh, One-Eyed Charlie. Um, he only missed a day of work after payday because he was too hungover to drive. Every payday? Um, I'm assuming most every payday, yes. I guess that's fair. Because if you go as hard as One-Eyed Charlie... Go bigger, go it's, home. It's gonna be every payday. Every payday. Every fucking payday. Um, though he died uh, at 67... And was actually found out to be Charlotte. Oh, Charlie was a woman? Yes, Charlie was a woman. That's awesome. Yeah, so she was an orphan uh, that uh, ended up faking to be a stage, like a man, to just like get accepted in life in general. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for Charlie. Yeah, and some say uh, she was the first woman to actually vote in 1868. Oh, yeah. That's so fascinating. I know, right? But we don't know that for a fact. No, we don't. But some say. Some say it. <laughs> some say a lot of things. Um, even though she died uh, in 1868 and the Wolf Creek wasn't built until 1883, supposedly she can still be seen on the main floor haunting the house. Um, there has been EVPs. That have been caught of her. Apparently she still did have a fairly manly voice. Because like like her best friend didn't even know that she was like female. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I know right? Like 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 her number one like other stage coach driver best friend you know. Like didn't even know that she was a girl. <laughs> so. It's kind of cool though. I know right? Look at her go. Yeah. But um, there have been many EVPs caught in the building. Um, like, hi, like, people saying hi or responding to conversations that you're having and so on and so forth. So, here is the super creepy one. And this is also in this. It's on the grounds. In the grounds. Okay. 
Um, there are said to be a vampire-like creature that roams the grounds and has been described as with a ghoulish face and fangs. That's terrifying. And sometimes has blood coming out of its mouth. That's terrifying. Right? Most people believe it's a ghost of a mentally disturbed person who chooses to be seen as a monster. Isn't that sort of depressing, though? It is really sad, and it's scary. I mean, mentally disturbed meaning they just they that's like it's like someone should have been in a like who been taken care of mentally like medicine and mental health yeah that is terrifying that's really sad i i've dealt with a lot of mental health problems in my lifetime same but i wouldn't want to ever be known as a monster yeah no i i totally get that but um Others believe it's not um, a mentally disturbed ghost. It's a cryptozoologist beast. A cryptid? Yep. That one. It's a cryptid. (laughs) It's cryptid. But it's cryptic. (laughs) Oh. uh, And there is... uh, Supposedly there's a story of the ghost biting a guest, which... Found no claims to it at all, but I found that the ghost bit a guest on multiple sites. Okay. But there was no story behind it besides the ghost bit a guest. Okay. So that all you were able to find was that a guest was bitten. No reason why. No. Yeah. After. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So other things, footsteps have been heard upstairs. There is supposedly a hallway, uh, a hallway that is a portal to a demonic entity upstairs. Oh. Um, and the demonic entity pretends to be a little girl. No. Like, I don't know why when little kids are demonic entities, it is just so much worse. Well, no, no, no that's, the, that's the reason why I call my, my dog like a spawn of Satan. Because it's cute and adorable and it lures you in on the false hopes of, like, good things. And then it's just... Terrible. You, like my dog <laughs> and that ghost <laughs> and that ghost apparently yeah so like uh cold spots and they have also caught evps so that that's pretty much it those are my two stories within 10 miles from each other yeah i can definitely see how you would have gotten frustrated with the first one <laughs> yeah uh, well like i can tell you um more about ghost adventures in both of these stories actually that's okay we cover a lot of ghost adventures well they okay it's really hard to do a place that's sort of popular and that they haven't actually been to because they've been going on for like 10 years now like i was finding that too is a lot of times i will find a location and then search it on other shows to see if or to see if they've been so i can kind of get a little more information from the show or something and then i can kind of fact check yeah, I'm not going to fact check from the Ghost of Adventures anymore. I don't anymore. find a lot of great facts sometimes, but it's kind of interesting. Well, how, how facts are facts? How <laughs> how fact are facts? How much are facts facts if it's from the Ghost Adventures? That's a good question. I mean, some people... And it's about ghosts. However, <laughs> I, I did my location... I did watch the ghost adventures for mine and I did find these accounts other than other than just ghost adventures. Oh, thank God. So I did, I did find some. (laughs) All right. That's good. So are you ready? I am so ready. All right. Here, let me (laughs) take a drink of your beer. Let's give Tim the soup ghost some beer. Take a drink of your beer because I'm doing the Moon River Brewing Company. Ooh, fancy. (laughs) So actually, my little sister told me about this. My sister's 12. Apparently, she's really... I thought she was 13. She's 12. I, you know, when I first met you, she was just so small. And she's she's taller than me. She's still so small. But taller than me. She shouldn't listen to my favorite murder and like... She loves... She loves and that's why we drink. Does she really? She listens to it all the time. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so she told me about this and we watched a couple videos together. It was super interesting. So I decided to cover it. So in 1821, Jane and Alezer. Ale- I'm going to go with a I don't think that's right. Okay. <laughs> so Jane and Alezer early commissioned. A lizard. A lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with a lizard. <laughs> So Jane and Eleazar 
early commissioned a hotel to be built in Savannah, Georgia. So the Citywood Hotel would be built in the place of buildings that had perished due to the Great Fire of 1820. So it wasn't a cow that knocked over a lantern? I think it still originated in a stable. But oh, it was okay. In, but it was in Georgia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I didn't read a ton about it. I read a little brief portion of it, but I didn't feel it was So that Betsy relevant. didn't just go, moo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the City Hotel was designed as a Regency-style hotel. It would be an upscale establishment. Um, not only was the hotel the first hotel in Savannah, but it was also home to the first branch of the United States post office oh that's cool i just wrote office i'm pretty sure i meant post office or like the united states office of presidential things no it was the post office okay it was the post office (laughs) and it was a government thing (laughs) no (laughs) and it was a branch of the bank of the united states it also I like how you always write sideways on your notes for one because all of a sudden she just <laughs> rotates and but like she doesn't always rotate all the way and then her head cocks to the side to try to like read her well, notes. Well, it's because I'll be writing all this out and I'll just keep going and then I'll find something on another website that I was like, oh, I should mention that in this. Let me just write a side note. So it was also it also served as a bar and reportedly a brothel. Ooh, some sexy ladies. Some at the post office, ladies post doing, office. doing some postal work. So many notable people stayed at the city hotel, including including Winfield Scott, who was a war hero in the War of eighteen twelve, Marquis de Lafayette, okay, who was the first from the Trois? No, okay, <laughs> the first three commodores of the U.S. Navy, and naturalist James Audubon. Audubon? I like Autobahn. I don't think it's Autobahn, but it's Autobahn. Ottoman? Autobahn? Ottoman? We're going with it. All right. Autobahn or Ottoman. (laughs) So he either drive on it or set your feet on it. (laughs) (laughs) So James stayed in the hotel for six months while he attempted to sell his book full of wildlife sketches. Oh. So that's why I. So is it like a coloring book or is like like a full color book that I'm not 100 sure. I did I didn't look it up. So today the hotel consists of a basement, a restaurant, um, and three vacant floors. The second floor is said to be how many? How tall? Do you know how tall this is? It's like three floors in a basement. Okay, so all three floors are vacant. No, I think I, I think there's a. I think there might be three floors above the restaurant floor, like the ground floor. I'm not 100% positive. I tried looking up and I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> Is it look like three floors above? Yeah. So there's a ground floor and three floors above. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like Devin facing this way. Yeah. It's handy, right? Yeah. So the second floor is often used for employee lounge and offices. So... I bet they have employee parties up there because that's a huge floor. (laughs) Well, let me tell you all about this place. All right. So things weren't always peaceful at the hotel. Locals were not always friendly to their northern visitors and often felt the need to defend their southern honor when the northern visitors refused to leave. So during the spring of 1832, a feud broke out between an undesirable local, James Stark, and the city physician, Dr. Philip Minus. Oh, so he's undesirable because he's going up against a physician. Well, so like <laughs> everything I was seeing. So this I've found this account tons of places. Okay, everything I was seeing was saying that James Stark people weren't really fond of him, and I probably don't know, the town drunk. Yeah, I think he town was just. Fool. I think he gambled a lot. I think people just didn't care for him. He was just a douche. He slapped bitches in the street. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. So things escalated that August at the city hotel. Stark was drinking heavily and spewing derogatory remarks about the Oh, doctor. yeah, slapping bitches in the street <laughs> yes. at the brothel. <laughs> so around that time, Dr. Minus walked into the bar. Saw Doctor, Wait, Dr. Minus? Yes, it's Dr. Minus. <laughs> so you better hope that your tests come back minus <laughs> or negative no but he probably he probably spun it a different way because it's still the same he loved puns he dr loved minus it. loved puns <laughs> so he saw stark at 
and he shot him. Oh. So it was said. Wait, that, Dr. Minus stop, yep. shot? Okay. So it was said that the shot went straight through Stark and it embedded itself in the kitchen door and you can still see it in the wall or in the, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a door or the wall, um, but you can still see it in the building where the bullet is. Um, So later when Dr. Minus was on trial for the murder, he claimed he saw Stark reach for his gun first and the jury acquitted him. Uh, They were happy to see Stark gone and every town needs a good doctor. Were the truth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because back then there weren't many doctors. Yeah. So in 1851, 10 years before the Civil War, I looked this up for you. Peter Whitberger bought the hotel. Um, there are a few differing reports about this, but there's always one thing that kind of remains the same, is that there were lions in the hotel. Ooh. So the first report is that Peter Wiltberger, after renovating... Are they a circus? There's... <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> so... Their first report is that Peter Wiltberger, after renovating the hotel, he decided to put a live lion and lioness chained up in the basement to draw in more business. Oh. Another report. That's an awful life for a lion. Yeah, it's terrible. Another report said that there were lions there with a traveling circus and that they chained them up to the support beams that are in so the they basement. Just, oh, hey, the traveling circus is in town. Hey, we would like to stay at this hotel. Do you know where we can star our lions for the night? Maybe. <laughs> so it said that they paced so much that the chains caused a ring indentation into the support beams. You can Aww. see this into in the hotel, yeah. in the basement. That You can see. It's really kind of bizarre because it's like a full beam. And at the bottom, it just really chisels itself down because that's where the chains were wrapped. So, another instance of violence took place in November of 1860. That was a year before the Civil War. Okay. Uh, Mr. James Sinclair, a resident of, the New- of New York City, came to Savannah to find work. The locals didn't react well to a Yankee being in their hotel. When Sinclair refused to leave, a mob drew him out of the hotel, stripped him, and beat him until he was close to death. Well, that's not very nice. He's just trying to stay in the hotel. Like, of course, he's not from your town. He's staying in a hotel. Yeah. And that was a lot of reports I was seeing. Like, they weren't pretty, they weren't really fond of people staying where they weren't necessarily welcome. It was really close to Civil War time. Yeah, no. So the city hotel closed its door in 1864, um, just before General William Tecumseh Sherman marched the Union Army through Georgia, which ended this with the surrender of Savannah. Oh. I believe I looked it up, and I believe the Civil War ended in 1864. Maybe it was 1865. It was one of those, maybe. So it's unclear when, but at some point, the building was used as a hospital for yellow fever patients. Oh, so it got used as a hospital. Yeah, so this resulted oh, in a lot. I was of hoping deaths. it'd just be a hotel with some war. Nope. Oh, uh, it was also formally served as a tuberculosis. No, just yellow fever. Okay. No, there was there was always tuberculosis. There was always tuberculosis, but it was also formally served as a Confederate and Union hospital during the Civil War years. Oh. Which, I wrote it here, which would be 1861 to 1865. I did Google it, apparently. So the building sat vacant after the hotel closed. Uh, At the turn of the century, the building found a new life as a lumber and coal warehouse. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Like, this is just danger after danger. Yeah. Slowly, the coal died off, the use of it slowly died off. So the building was used as general storage. And then in the 1960s, the space was renovated as an office supply store with a large printing press. Oh, I have a bad feeling about the printing press. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about the printing press because then in 1979, Hurricane David blew the roof off the building. Oh. Then the building sat vacant again until 1995 when it was purchased to become the Olgathorpe Brewing Company. Okay. That brewing company didn't stay very long, though, because claims of ghostly spirits that they could not finish their construction. Oh, really? And this is something really common with this building. So the building reopened again in 1999 as the Moon River Brewing Company, which it still is today. 
So there are many reports of hauntings in this location. Lots of them. I'm so excited. So the building's appearance hasn't changed much since 1832. Uh, Every time construction or renovations happen in the building, there's either a horrible accident that occurs or someone dies. Oh, those are pretty close to the same thing. Yes. Um. (laughs) (laughs) They are really similar. So like, oh, whoops, you lost your arm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, guess it's not that horrifying. You could be dead. So there is, this is one of the most written about accounts of a construction accident. In 1990s, during an attempt to renovate the third floor, the foreman's wife came to visit her husband to bring him lunch. Mm -hmm. She was then violently pushed down the stairs. Um, It's, it was said, it's, it wasn't a human that pushed her down the stairs there was something negative that pushed her down the stairs uh the fall snapped her neck and killed her it's not exactly certain what pushed her or which ghost in the building pushed her but there have been reports of negative energy throughout um passageways and hallways staircases um many believe that she was pushed by the lady in white so there's a few different reports about this lady in white She's either called Molly or Holly. Um, there's EVPs of her talking yeah. and a few different things. I'm going to go with Molly. I, I saw Molly more regularly. Okay. But I did see Holly also, so I wanted to include that. So it it's likely that the lady in white was a sex worker who worked in the hotel in the 1800s when it was also used as a brothel. Okay. So there's been reports of her on the EVPs talking about kind of people disrespecting her so like probably not intelligent haunt but like well i guess it could be an intelligent haunt because she pushed someone down the fucking stairs yeah they think it was her that pushed the lady the foreman's wife down the stairs just because she's most commonly seen or heard of by this particular staircase okay so then the third floor is reported to have the most activity this floor was the floor that was used to treat yellow fever patients Yep, lots of people died. Yes. Uh, There have been sightings of children. One of the reports by Christopher Lewis, who was an operations manager, said that he had been sitting in his office and had he's had bottles thrown at him from off the shelves. He's seen shadows walking by and he's heard little kids playing that aren't really there. Oh, I don't like little kids. Little kid ghosts are creepy. (laughs) They're kind of scary. So leading into that, the most common sighting at the Moon River Brewing Company is of a ghost that the staff has named Toby. Toby appears... Soup? No. For soup? He appears... Toby... For soup? Toby appears as a shadowy figure of a child. Oh. Um, Toby is known to like to play tricks on people. He will often appear in the billiards room of the basement and move the billiard balls when people aren't looking. I'd be so angry. What if I was winning pool? Okay, <laughs> Toby, if I was winning pool. Toby doesn't care. And all of a sudden you move the, the eight ball in front of my shot and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Toby doesn't care because he. Might have to try some fancy shit off this sort in the corner. <laughs> like. So Toby is also known to breeze past or even push people out of the way. He's busy. He has to get shit done. He is very active. He is the most common sighting. Okay. So he will also knock guest drinks when they get in his way. Like he'll knock them away, knock them down. They have also created, Moon River Brewing Company has created a beer dedicated to the mysterious incidents and Toby called uh, Apparition Ale. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, so I just did a bit about Toby. Toby can't drink. He's not old enough. He's he's not. I just did a bit about Toby because as you can see, I have quite a bit more. Yeah. Um, there have been sightings of a glowing white apparition on the restaurant's upper floor. It's believed to be the spirit of a hotel worker who died there in the late 1800s. Trying to renovate? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) There was a lot of reports of renovation accidents. Um, so Chase Harding, a bartender at the brewery, reported that two of his co-workers had an encounter on a busy Saturday night. He said they were, they watched as a girl walked through the back door. She walked up to the bar. She started out fuzzy and then got 
clearer as she got closer. They seemed, um, she seemed to fade out towards her arms and legs. The girl looked like she was going to order a drink, and then all of a sudden, she was gone. Just poof. Mm-hmm. Smokescreen. <laughs> Sorry. She, she was secretly a magician. <laughs> yeah. So, one customer, a police officer in the area, claims that in the summer of 2007, while he was visiting the bar, he went up to get a beer, and as he was heading back to his seat, he passed the, there's a telephone booth in the area, in that vicinity. Um, he passed this telephone booth and said as he passed, he saw a Union soldier. He said that all he saw of the soldier was like the top two buttons of his unicorn, unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> of his uniform and up. So it had no legs and it just appeared to be a torso and head. There was also attack, an attack in the basement of the brewery as well. By a lion. Not by that a got lion. Changed, that got chained up. Ghost lion. Ghost lion. The brewery. I'd rather it be a fucking lion. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, this, this is kind of terrifying. Okay. So the brewery was involved with a guidebook of Haunted Savannah. And they, the night of the launch party, the publisher of the book was attacked. Uh, her name is Christina Piva. And she accounted that there was an inhuman energy the night of the party. She said that she was coming down the hallway alone as she went to enter the back room. She was in the basement. She, as she went to enter this room, so she hadn't even crossed, like, the threshold. You know how when you walk past a room, there's, like, the two-side little doorway? Like, it's an open doorway, but there's no door? Yes. So she hasn't even, hadn't even passed that yet. And as she was walking towards it, she felt a force pressing on her neck, pushing her back away from the room. She said that the force made it so that she couldn't breathe and she was choking and coughing. She said that she never before this incident believed in ghosts and now she refuses to re-enter the brewery. Oh. So, like, it's not something that... Never mind. I was going to say a bad joke. Just keep going. I will keep going because there's another account from a bartender in the same location of her attack. The bartender's name was Billy. Billy saw a foggy, shadowy figure that seemed to appear out of the wall, crouch down, and stare at Billy for about five minutes. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. So, like, Billy claimed it had a very evil feeling energy. Ooh, I don't like that. No, it's very creepy, and that's one of... Oh, my gosh. They're, like, they're, like, that's, like, not even, like, okay, I'm okay with a ghost going about its day... You know, I'm okay with maybe, like, the ghost bitch slapping me across the face and then moving on with its life. No, you're not going to sit there and stare at me in the corner like some Samara shit. And they they said it, he, the ghost, the, what, the entity that they saw was a foggy black figure. They didn't really have much features or anything, but they kind of crouched down and just stared exactly like where they were standing Mm. (laughs) for five minutes. That's terrifying. Yeah. Probably animalistic, too. Yeah. I, that makes me Demonic. feel so uncomfortable just thinking yeah, about Yeah, I know, it. right? So, the building also has a tunnel system that runs underneath the city of Savannah. Oh, super. Just, like, we just love tunnel systems, right? Yeah. So, it's um, kind of like an opening that they've kind of blocked off now because the tunnel system is no longer really used. Um, the tunnels were commonly used during the yellow fever epidemic. People would use them. Transport bodies. Well, they would use them because they thought that the yellow fever was in the air and that they couldn't oh, get yeah. sick underground. Oh, yeah. And people would hide in the sewers. I forgot yeah. about that. So the staff believe that the underground tunnels are kind of a highway for ghosts. The tunnels have been sealed up, but the staff says that the entrance is still a hot spot of activity. Uh, other reports from employees are that bottles have flown off shelves. This is kind of a common thing that happens there. Silverware has slid off dining room tables. And stabbed you in the hand. <laughs> just slides off. There are shadowy figures like that run the building. Oh my god. Just think of like ghost Like a little cat. ghost cat pushing just, it off. Just pushing it <laughs> off the edge. <laughs> there are also uh, footprints that'll appear in empty rooms. Hmm. So, so like wet soggy footprints like like flower footprints. Well, since like muddy footprints because of the I war. I think that like, they're kind of like 
because the upper floors are not used very often because they can't do a lot of construction. If you look at pictures, the rooms appear really dirty, dusty, like they're it you cuz people don't want to be up there. Yeah, they can't do much up there either because there's so many accounts. Um so I think it might just be like a footprints in the dust or something, just oh, okay. something rele- like that you can kind of see. So Savannah, Georgia has a violent history of being a battlefield in every war fought on American soil. Oh, so didn't they, know that. Fun fact. Yeah, I thought this would be a fun fact. Um, they are home to the second bloodiest war or battle during the Revolution and War. Revolution? Revolutionary War? I just war? wrote the Revolution. Okay. So this during this, there were 1,100 men that were killed in less than an hour. Oh. And people were kind of just buried where they fell. Mass graves. Got it. Yeah. So Savannah has had four great fires. There is a cemetery in the center of the town, and there are upwards to 80 burial grounds, most of which have been paved over. So Savannah is really ripe for hauntings, and it's considered to be the most haunted city in America. That sounds awesome. Let's go to Savannah, Georgia. I would actually really be interested in going to this brewery. (laughs) Let's go in the winter because it's warmer there. Yeah, we could do that. Because it's cold here. Yeah, it is cold here. Um... So if the thrill of seeing ghosts now draws you to Savannah, you can no longer travel (laughs) to Savannah, Georgia. (laughs) So please visit (laughs) savannahgeorgia.org. Is that even a website? (laughs) Who knows? So the the Moon River Brewing Company no longer lets uh, guests wander the floors freely. They used to. They used to let you go wherever you wanted in this place freely. Yeah. Um, now you can ask staff to escort you around the building. They will no longer let people do it. I saw one report saying that they don't let you do this anymore because some man helped himself down, like went downstairs and helped himself to like the tap or something like that. I feel like that's something Brendan would do So <laughs> if I took him anywhere. That's the Moon River Brewing Company. This is unrelated, but I thought it would be super cool and we should do this. There is a haunted pub crawl in Savannah. Oh my gosh, really? And I don't know what pubs it went to. I saw a couple, like I saw like a list of three, but they said that there's like six or seven and then they sometimes change up. But I thought that would be so much fun. And I think that if we ever did go to Savannah, we should definitely go to the haunted pub crawl. Yeah, no, totally. So that is the Moon River Brewing Company. There is so much you can find about this. And a lot of TV shows had been there, like your favorite ghost adventures. And as I roll my eyes, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. There had been, there's been a, quite a few um, shows that had been there. There's a lot of accounts. There's a few YouTubers that have posted their accounts from being there in the history. And a lot of what I found matches up there's many many accounts of similar things well just tell everyone to keep if they want us to go on adventures to follow our future possible patreon account (laughs) and we will record our adventure at haunted places i would be so terrified to do that because then we'd listen back and we'd hear someone in the microphone going hi (laughs) it'd just be like a vlog yeah we could know like we could just vlog there but, like, then I'd have to, like, we're on vacation, I have to do makeup, and I hate doing makeup on vacations. I feel you. Like. <laughs> I feel, though, I do makeup on vacation more, because I'm like, no one knows me here. I want them to know that I'm not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I straight up look bumming. On, like, just just a bum on vacations, because I'm just like, ooh, look at these yoga pants I've been wearing for two days straight. No one knows who I am. <laughs> I mean, that's, whatever. Everyone's different on vacation. So I guess that's it for today. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. I I really wish that like you had more time to tell me more about this brewery. So has there been a lot of attacks on actual people in this brewery? I didn't find a ton, but I did find... It's just mostly just creepy ghosts staring at you in the corner, in the creepy corner? Yeah, in the creepy corner. No, I mean, I found the account of the foreman's wife being pushed and dying. Yeah. There's the account of the lady being choked. There's a few different accounts. I mean, there's so much that I was looking up and finding that I was just, I couldn't put it all in. Yeah. Um, but it is a really fascinating location. If you ever want to 
check it out and read information about it. There are episodes of it. You could watch them if you wanted yeah. to. Um, so I think that's that's it for us today, right? I believe so. Do we have anything else to say? So I just wanted to let our listeners know that we have an email, an Instagram, and a Twitter. Yes, so far. So far. So our email is marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is marbleforestpodcast, and our Twitter is the MFcast. The motherfucking cast, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, subscribe, comment, tell us how you hate my voice. You know, like, things like that. Tell us that we're doing a really good job. We because are very I'm, sensitive. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> um, so if you guys want to get a hold of us, those are the places. Um, we will post Tim the Soup Ghost to Instagram. Yeah, we should, actually. That would make just so much more sense. Yeah, instead of talking about Tim the Soup Ghost, Tim, Tim should be the first post on he can be the first post after our first post. So the second post. Oh, why why can't he be the first post? I was going to make the first post our logo. Oh, fine. <laughs> I guess if you want to be professional about it. Um, And just a refresher, Sim the, t- Sim? Tim the Soup Ghost is a fern that Jesse has bought for to sit on our table as we podcast. Yep. It's our podcast fern. I really like him. He's cute. I need to get more soil for him, though. Because, like, as I water him, the soil... Oh, he's full of water right now. Um, as I water him, uh, the soil is sort of melting away from around the fern. Oh, poor thing. Um, because I decided to take it out of a piece of plastic that I thought was a dumb idea. But apparently it wasn't. No, that's okay. All right. Well, that is it for us. Thank you for listening. I hope we are exciting and entertaining. Tell, tell your friends. Tell all your friends. Rate, subscribe, love us, please. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>